Welcome to the Underdwelling. I do have a question, though. And why exactly are we here? Entering the Queen's Garden without knowledge of Her Majesty. With intention, pursuing and slaughtering a sacred creature of the forest on hallowed ground. Inciting an insurrection and mass rioting across the nation, which subsequently led to the death of hundreds. Greg, you killed a god! I really don't know whether to feel proud or ashamed of that. And here is my decree. Go out as an emissary to Lunka and, come what may, report good news. Is that it? Shh, Greg, she's gesturing. This is Odette, and welcome back to Sword Art Online Odd Season 4, Episode 9. I think that's where we're at. And we're going to go around the table and introduce ourselves. This is very meta. And to continue with that meta, hi, I'm Emily. You might know me from The Gate Chronicles, where I'm the game master. And here in Sword Art Online Odd, I've also played Snow, who is, uh, well, currently missing in action. But today, I am playing Odette, a level 11 elf arcanist, who is accompanied by her adorably cute pseudo-dragon, Indiana. Yes? I have always imagined him to be gold in color, so that is all I can imagine. Uh, no, I'm actually quite red. No, you're not. You're gold today. Am I? Wow, I, I didn't know you could change my cosmetics like that. Normally, that's behind the paywall. I paid for it. Hi, my name is RL, and I currently play Greg Shore. Greg is currently 33, and his character is an elf with some white hair, green eyes like sea foam as well as a level 11 ranger. He has a lovely little animal companion, Jerry. He is a small, tiny goat who is mainly white with little brown uh, dots on him. And I am Quentin, your GM for this evening, and I play every other voice you will hear in your head, including the remaining two party members of this odd cohort. Grendel Klum, which I, I've been told to read this card. Uh, I think it's an autobiography, but I'm not quite sure. I don't remember the past 17 hours. Um, Grendel Klum, which a stout gnome of questionable origin. Uh, currently a 30-foot-4 bald man with large mustache. At least they got that part right. I am a hobbling enigma. Close enough. I say currently because physical characteristics are a mute point and subject to change due to the side effects incurred by my constant experimentation with volatile concoctions. The only thing that is really certain is when you're dealing with me, you're probably going to be on the receiving end of a quirky personality and my endless curiosity, even at the expense and blatant disregard for my self-preservation. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. I thought your name was Grendel. Much like my physical appearance, that's subject to change. That's in the fine print, if you read the contract. There's a contract? And their other party member, S. Silent, stealthy, 
suspicious. Wait, is this S's voice? No. <laughs> this is me. Uh, for those of you who do not know, um, S <laughs> could be described as silent, stealthy, suspicious, a legendary hero. All apt descriptions, except maybe for the last one, but it's been popping up in frequency recently. So, to be honest, little is known about our aphastic friend. This tall, masked ninja draped head to toe in a pitch black yaori has been a hired hand of Draken for a long time and recently joined the Odd Guild. But much like himself, he keeps his true motivations quite hidden. To surmise the story of the new recruits of the Odd Guild, Greg, Grundle, Odette, and S were all recruited by an individual named Draken, a man who recently found himself elevated to be the de facto leader of the Odd Guild. The group's first mission was to clear out a pack of wolves which has been terrorizing an encampment on the 15th floor. While traveling to the presumed locale of the altercation, they were caught off guard and fate with their adversary sooner than anticipated. Combat ensued with a pack of shadow wolves and a literal huge alpha wolf. Mishaps and misfortunes and along the way ensued, though eventually our band of questionable heroes reigned victorious, only later to find that their actions may have consequences. Unbeknownst to our trepid adventurers, the alpha wolf they had recently slain was an idolized manifestation of a spirit which a number of residents worshipped. That's right, Greg killed a god! I did, I did no such thing. I, I, I just, um... Oh, he pleased their faith. The butchery of this deity they were shipped, whipped the locals into a riotous frenzy, causing problems for the Rimadolf nation back on the 10th floor. The perpetrators of the action, our party, which caused the riots, duly had a bounty placed on their heads, leading to the inevitable rest, or rather, willing self-turn-in of the group whose story we are following. After having an audience with the queen herself, they received their sentence. For the crimes they committed, they were to quell the riots they caused by any means necessary. And thus, we pick up where we last left off with our party, as they are about to set out on their journey as diplomatic emissaries to the town of Lunka. Wow, talk about like a recap. That's more like a a, a humongous history class. Uh, could we change the title of this episode to Long Ass History? Oh, there's more info dump if you're ready. <laughs> no, <laughs> God. Ready or not. Actually, um, this is a goat, not a donkey. Your group is currently standing outside of the main stables inside Castle Remedov, looking onwards to a carriage in front of you. There is a woman standing beside it. A uh, woman? A uh, girl, perhaps? Rather, it, it's really confusing. She seems young. She's short in stature, has short-cut brown curly hair, pale white skin, and an overall youthful visage. She just said to go there, and then we'd have a person in a guard come with us. I don't see any other guards, though. I'm pretty sure we're supposed to, um, well, I am sure. Don't know about pretty. Uh, uh we'll, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, you're mediocre at best. Well, there's a person standing over there. Wait, um, Grundle? When did you get here? What? When did you get here? Now. What? Excuse me? You, you weren't with us at the Queen's Castle? I'm so confused. You didn't suffer in prison with us? Well, I'm sorry, I wasn't invited. Did they, they kidnap you? What? No, I was just told where you were. Oh, well, guess that works. <laughs> Draken's probably watching us, as always. That's kind of uh, intrusive. I mean, he gave me this really cute origami crane. And he just kind of tugs on it on either side of its like head and uh, tail, and it kind of makes the wings flap. Wait oh, a second. I got one of those, too. Yeah, we... Oh, no. That is a magic crane. Well, that's a little, I mean, it is pretty magical. Look, when I pull its tail, its wings flap. Oh, if you try lighting it on fire, it won't burn. 
That's amazing. I have an indestructible crane. Imagine if we get thousands of these. We could make a tower to the gods. Hmm. Did you know a thousand paper cranes is a way to confess your love? Is Draken going to confess his love to us? I feel like he'd need like a lot more guild members because I'm pretty sure there's only like 17 of us tops. I no, certainly but... hope not. I am a married man. No, I have a great... Okay, let's place our bets for whenever Draken gives one of us the hundred cranes. And you see that there's uh, the person way off in the distance uh, has apparently uh, been jumping up and down rather excitedly and waving their arm at you for like the past like minute or two as you've been having this conversation. Greg mm. will walk up. Oh, hi there. Oh, um, hi. I'm Greg. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm Zenobia. I'll be your handler. Oh, uh, what are you handling? Uh, you guys, I guess. Oh, what do uh, I be on that one? Well, uh, uh, be gentle with me. I, I, I don't, uh, I'm not really the Roth type. Um, I was wondering, uh, so we, we're going to go to the um, the town of, what was it, werewolves? Uh, Lunka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we're supposed to uh, uh, quell the revolts. I was just wondering if you knew how exactly we were supposed to do that. Mm, I'm pretty sure that's your job. Yeah, oh, me the paperwork. Yeah, yeah the Queen said you take care of that. I have a note here. Odette's walking over and she starts trying to poke this smaller person. Oh, Odette, that's, that's rude. You don't touch people without Wait their permission. Are you a vampire, too? Ooh, I gave it away. The fact that I'm blindingly pale and basically reflective, or is it the pointy teeth? And she kind of, like, bares her fangs and, like, pokes them with both of her pointer fingers. Hmm, no. It was your, uh, your presence here in general. Honestly, what if we're all just vampires now? <gasps> we get presents? Vampires, not presents. Well, you say presents. What the? Oh. The general presence in the area? No, uh, the only thing you get is you get a free carriage ride. That's kind of nice. Oh. She's wearing a long green tunic, baggy brown pants, and has a green beret, which is sitting unevenly on her head, seeming to favor her right side. And she seems to be carrying a brown leather satchel, which is on her left shoulder across her chest, also going to her right side. Quick question uh, mm -hmm. before we get in. Um, yep. How long exactly does it take to get to Lunka from here? Because I want to know how much time we have to, like, plan. Um. Well, eh, uh -huh, eh. it's about 80 miles from here. So, um, to reiterate, uh, how long of a carriage ride? Like, hours? I don't know. Do you know how fast a carriage goes? I, I don't. I don't either. Uh, I've ridden horseback before, but yeah, I'm pretty sure riding in a carriage and riding horseback are two different I'd things. I'd imagine it's slower, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you can figure that out. I'll just guess. I could ask the animals if you wanted. Well, I could ask. Well, wait, you can talk to animals too. No, but I could ask them. Oh, I mean, sure. Anyone can talk to animals. You just say, hey, how's it going? How's your day? I can talk to animals and have them talk back to me. Wait a second. Yeah. What are you? Is this a child? Are you a child? I don't know how to treat you. You act like a child. You sound I like a act child. Like a, excuse me, ma'am. Oh, I would expect you to know. Uh, number one rule is never ask a lady her age. Precisely. Hmm. Okay. She stands about like four foot eight, and she looks very young. She has no wrinkles on her face or anything. This is a child that is going to be taking us. Are you going to be safe? Excuse you. I am like two hundred and eighty years old. An old child. Wait, why do I feel like something is wrong here? 
Didn't the queen say something about someone else taking us? Oh, I can't remember who, though. I'm pretty sure the queen would put a very capable person as our handler, considering the situation at hand. Can I say that with diplomacy? I just, I just want to make sure she likes me. Uh, she definitely doesn't seem to dislike you, at the very least. Uh, she does seem to be helpful towards you. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, I was wondering, are we going to stand, uh, stand? Oh, my gosh. S, where did you come from? Oh, good Lord. You just gave me a heart attack. He kind of just shrugs like he's been there the whole time. Odette will jump on him. Yes, it is so good. It, I know I just saw you a second ago, but that reminds me of my legendary hero. He just glances back and forth side to side like, help, what is happening to me? Uh, Odette, uh, maybe you should let S go. He might need his space. No, for, um... we are being intimate. It is cold up here. Uh, You should probably ask it. He's okay with that first. Yes, can we be intimate? He shakes his head no. Oh, this is sad. That's not very Honestly, I heard that penguins huddle together nude in the center of Antarctica to get warmth for the winter. Mm. Well, that's good for the penguins. We're not penguins. Um, I have my own coat and um, and I have uh, a goat. So, um... I'm just saying my chest hair is very warming. Fine. No. I'll be intimate with Grundle then. Grundle! Can we be intimate? You Absolutely, guys... Odette. Bring it here. Do you not remember when you kind of fused together in a grotesque fashion? You know what? Yeah, we we've already time. been quite intimate. We, we know each other inside and out, quite oh, literally. Well, yeah, okay. Well, you know what? I think we should get in the carriage and maybe, you know, converse more during the carriage ride about how we're going to yes. handle this situation. Yes, I discovered he had a third nipple. It was a very interesting discovery. Are you sure that wasn't yours just, like, transposed onto mine? Because it was kind of over my belly button, which was a little strange. Uh, respectfully, uh, compatriots, I don't wish to know about anybody's nipples. Um, so I'm going to get in the carriage. I'll wait for you to come along. And uh, Mr. Novia, uh, yeah, was it? Uh, well, yeah. I'll be waiting in the carriage. Oh, and... sure, here, I'll just open the door. Oh, that was very nice. And... Um, yeah, I'll just be waiting in here until my compatriots think it's time to um to go. And uh, Greg will look at S to kind of be like, you gonna, gonna join me, buddy? Zenobia is holding the door open as you enter, and S seems to follow shortly behind you as Odette and Grundle are kind of, like, walking together awkwardly in some sort of fused hug as they're, like, facing each other, but then, like, walking, like, kind of sideways and both attempt to enter the carriage at the same time, but Grundle's butt, like hits the side of the carriage, and then eventually they, like, rotate and turn, and then, like, Grundle's walking backwards, and then she would eventually they She split. would let go by this point. Okay, it is warmer in the carriage. Thank you, Grundle, for being intimate with me. I'm always here to help. Yes. Making your way, you noticed that this was an intricately carved dark oak carriage pulled by four horses, but it seemed driverless. As the door had opened for you, you made your way up these short steps. There was only about two of them. The carriage sits about a foot and a half off the ground, and you entered into a lavishly adorned plush compartment. Currently in the carriage compartment, there are two facing red cushioned benches with a red carpet and red curtains covering the windows. There's an aesthetic going on in here, okay? I assume S is sitting next to Greg. Uh, S was actually trying to take the window seat opposing Greg. So you both kind of filled into the carriage and sat on opposite sides. Odette will sit next to him, but she's very upset with him for not being intimate. She'll make it very much known that she's upset with him. Hm. But the terrible, legendary hero doesn't want to be intimate with his partners. 
And then Zenobia seems to enter the carriage and closes the door behind her, and she takes a seat in between Odette and S. Oh, uh, I thought you were driving the carriage. Hmm? Why would I do that? I don't know how to drive a carriage. I just told you I don't know how fast carriages go. You want me to drive a carriage? Who's, uh, who's driving the carriage? The carriage? The cash. It is a magic carriage. <gasps> Odette detects magic on the carriage. Oh, there's magic all over this carriage. She starts to rub the side of the carriage gently and gingerly. It is beautiful. I want a self-driven carriage. Do you probably get one? I mean, maybe if you like doing a work, save up, invest. Indiana, how much money do we have? Eh, I don't know. Maybe about like seven shillings. What is a shilling? I don't know. I don't know how much money we have. I oh. just throw out a number. We are broke. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. They need to waste all of it buying magic items from Celia. No, I did not. And then weren't you talking about commissioning an orb of power? No, I think it was a pearl of power, but no. And I now did... you want a magical self-driving carriage? Yes. So where do you expect to get all of these finances? Yes, where are we getting all the finances, legendary hero? S just shrugs as he's along for the ride. I will say, I do find it amusing how many questions you ask the only mute person in our group. He is not mute. He speaks with his eyes and his body. And during your conversation, you feel as the carriage jostles and begins moving forward as you are whisked away through the countryside. Okay, team. Um, I think we should try and handle this diplomatically. I guess... You can quote-unquote blame me, like some people have been doing. He stares at Odette. What? <laughs> we could just blame me, or we could try and explain the situation. And if things get hairy, then we resort to, um, well, violence. I would try and prefer to handle this diplomatically, which means basically not stabbing everybody. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. So, Odette will then turn to Zenovia. So, the Zeno Zenovia, right? Yeah, that's my name. People okay. keep asking. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to ask a lot. I'm not. It, it is not ingrained yet. What are you going to be doing with us? Dropping you off. And then, are you just going to run away? Mm, pretty much. I thought you were a handler. Yeah, I'm handling your transportation. Oh, I thought that like, if we got into oh, trouble... I'll be around. And that we needed to start a war with the werewolves, that you would help us kill all of them, and then there no, would be no, no more no, werewolves. I'm there for... What part of diplomatically did you not understand? Yeah, see, if you guys... If everything goes south and you guys start a war, I need to be there to run back to tell everyone that we need to ready our defenses. Well, uh, I can assure you, or I can assure you, <laughs> uh, that uh, war is definitely not our, uh, our goal here. We're definitely trying to solve this a bit more diplomatically and mm. civil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and worst case scenario, I'll poison the water supply, transmodify all of them into seaweed, plant them off into a far coastal region, and have them used to repopulate the fish population. Odette just stares at Grundle. Wide-eyed, Greg also stares... And then says, oh, can you actually do that? I don't know, but I figured it's on my to-do list. We'll keep it as a plan G for Grundle. Oh, plan I A. I like the alphabetization of wait, this. Wait, wait, can we have plan O for Odette? What's your plan, Odette? We blast all of them away. Oh, I love coming in and going blasting. With what? My crown of blasting. You have a crown of blasting? Yes. Yes, use the Noah fight. You want my... 
It did go meow, 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 meow. Those specific sound effects. It was very memorable. Those game designers really know what they are doing. I was um, in the air. Uh, I don't know how I did it, but um, it's, a, it's a thing I have called air step. I tread unsteadily on air, but I, I had my footing and I think it was the adrenaline rushing in me and I was just able to do stuff I've never been able to do before. Uh, so I, I wasn't uh, uh, really paying attention to yeah, it. I don't know if any of that really helps stop a giant angry cult of werewolves. Well, um... The blasting did. Well, I'm much more of a talker than a fighter. I, I'm, I'm very easy to get along with, or so I thought, until I met some other people, which uh, kind of proved me... Uh, uh, well, basically, we'll say, uh, usually, I'm very easily... He's also the kind of guy that likes to kick something when it's already down and dying. Ooh, that is not true. Oh, sorry. He seems to be the guy that likes to kill all the weak stuff in the end. Also, not true. I feel like your vision, uh, your, your your kind of a uh, perception of me isn't exactly accurate. I don't uh, know. I just saw you kill a wolf, the big one. You killed some wolves too? Oh, yes. You? I did. No, actually, no, wait, did I? I don't think I killed a single thing in that fight. I was very upset. Oh, toe over. Those four beats go. And you see that Grundle's playing with an abacus over in the corner? What are oh. you doing? I'm playing with this children's toy over here while I'm doing mental math. And the math that my head's telling me that it's take us about four days to get there. That's a long trip. Um, huh. well, I don't know how this magic carriage works, but it's definitely something that can probably get there uh, less than four days, I would say. I mean, it seems to be moving at a good pace. And, uh, well, it did traverse up a mountainside, or mm. at least... Uh, the one that we were in when we got arrested. Well, up mm-hmm. all I'm saying is I equated for it to be 50% faster than the average carriage. The average carriage was around about 12 miles an hour. She said, why, 80 miles away? So I said, maybe it goes 20 miles an hour. Wait, 20 miles an hour. No, no, no. No, my math's off. My math's way off. The average carriage can travel about 12 miles in a day. And I equated that this would be around about 50% faster. Rounding up, I just said around about 20 miles in a day. It's 80 miles away. So 20 divided by 4. I'm going to give you like four days of traveling. Hmm. All right. Well, Zenobia, I hope you're ready to be in the mid. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you asked first that time. Me too. It wasn't a question. It was a statement of fact. No, just sleep on the roof. Well, oh, so is this going to take more than one day? Who knows, really? I haven't been there before. Oh, well, yeah, neither have I. Um, I was just sent because I'm the one who smells the least. You, you smell the, mm, the least? They are werewolves. They can probably smell if you are a vampire or not. Oh, the blood of humans. <gasps> I just realized. They're werewolves. Jerry. Me? Is he going to be a were-god? Uh, n- no, but I would... Uh, Jerry, do not leave my side. I'll let you eat my socks for a week. He immediately jumps down to the floor and begins nibbling on your toes. Uh, 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 after, after you stay by my side. Mm, you're going to have to get him some argyle socks. I heard those are very popular with goats. No, I... Cashmere? Well, goats eat just about anything, um, and it, it, you know, it depends on the personality of the goat. In uh, Jerry's case, his personality is uh, chaos. Interesting. But, you know, tame chaos. Well, all right, so... Over the course of part of the journey, I guess we will discuss what the plan is that we're going to try and do. Yeah, what's the plan? 
So um, uh, diplomatic. What does yeah. that mean? Remember, Odette, when you want to say something, just think. What would S say? And then the answer is nothing. Hmm. Right? And so you say it in your head, just not out of your mouth. And if you really need to say it, you type it out. This is accurate. Odette just starts thinking, musing somewhat out loud and mumbling. Hmm. Maybe I do need to get the telepathy spell. It'll make it so much easier. Uh, Odette is on the other side, and is there a window there? Yes. There's okay. a window on both sides of the carriage. Okay. Odette starts, like, breathing on the window. Like, during part of the ride, while this conversation's also going on, she's, like, drawing on the window, making little shapes, and, like, trying to draw out a diagram of the plan, and then just scribbles it out a few times, breathes again, and does the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I just remembered something that might come in really handy. We need a safe word. Please. Pineapples. Oh, no. Uh, I've got it. Pumpernickel? No. I was going to say eek. Well, first off, does everybody understand what a safe word is? Prescription strength Viagra. Uh, that's a long stick um, But it's got to be something we can bring up casually in conversation. Eek is a very good one. Be like, oh, eek, a mouse. It could be a phrase. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I already suggested a perfectly good phrase. I don't know what more you want from me. Hmm. Uh, you know, we'll take that into the suggestion Ooh, box. Wait, S, what would you say? And he just sits there in silence, but then nods as if he confidently <laughs> gave his answer. We'll also take that one in the suggestion box. So if, if S nods, we run, right? No, no. Oh, gosh, this is very okay. difficult. So? You people haven't done this before, have you? Honestly, we're a terrible team. I, I've been a part of many teams. Uh, many teams, many parties, you know. Gone on lots of quests with lots of different people. These people, however, are very special because they have been the most difficult to... Um, hey, speak to, to yourself. I am. I am. About yourself? I don't... Did that not translate right? Dios mío, no lo So, for anybody who doesn't know, a safe word indicates trouble in a situation where maybe saying, hey, I'm in trouble, wouldn't be good. But wait, why is a safe word indicative of danger when it is a word that is safe? Doesn't that mean it is safe to do something? It is a word you use to get safe. That doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't we call it, oh, it is my danger word. We can call it whatever you want. My, um, my suggestion would be something like, the weather sure is interesting. Instead of saying what the weather actually is, say it's rainy. We just... But what what if the weather actually is interesting? What if there is a miasma? Then you say this in my eyes. I'm gonna say you guys spent like half an hour <laughs> trying to pick a safe word. I just rolled for it. This did not get settled in a, a timely fashion, but eventually you guys settle on. What is our safe word? Um. Can you the people? The PCs I'd love to tango. <laughs> I'd love to tango, but I got a split. Um, this would be a great time for some music. If we had a bard, that'd be perfect, but we don't. I would say, like, um, imagine we're one of us is surrounded by werewolves. Uh, This would be a great time for some 
music. And then just Mohit shows up. Amazing. That's how we reintroduce this character. Um, this would be a great time for music. Sure, we can go with that. So the safe word. <sighs> okay. It, it's a phrase. Uh, the safe, the danger phrase is this would be a great time for music. Yes. Okay. All right. Remember, if it would, if it was actually a good time for music, there's many other ways of phrasing that. But then it's not the danger phrase. What if I misunderstand? I actually start playing music. Do you know how to play music? Then remember, the music isn't actual music. It's the music of our weapons. Getting ready to fight because it's a danger word. I will let you know when I do panic, I. I tend to speak in Spanish. Okay. Well, I've definitely heard you speak before, but I appreciate the um, the warning. Yes. Well, the problem is if it, it gets translated wrong, it's okay. We'll figure this out when we get there. Me, as a player, speaks not a lick of Spanish, except, Hola, ¿cómo estás? ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? And after about four hours, it is getting later into the evening. And the sun has set, and you're all kind of getting tired, and you're still in this carriage. Oh, so, uh... Apparently there are two suns, because I thought the sun had already set, but not the, Apparently not. It's the second sun that's <laughs> set. It set earlier because you were high on a mountain, and so, like, perceivably it was below your ground level. That makes so much more sense. Thank you, voice from the sky. You're welcome. Um, question. How... Uh, wide and long is the carriage. Like a 10 by 10. 10 by 10? Big, it's a big chunker. It's a nice carriage. It's a, it, yeah, you just gotta transport you people for four days and nights, presumably. I will say also, it doesn't seem like you're going across any roads. It's like an off-road carriage with really big wheels. You're kind of just like rolling through the plains. Hmm. Um, all right. Seems like most people are getting tired. Uh, Grendel's already drooling. So I'm not sure if it's because he's tired or hungry. You just hear this loud thud against the side of the wagon. Uh, uh, I, I look I look to see what the thud is. You, you see that Odette is completely passed out, but she was kind of like lolling a little bit, but her head literally just like slammed against the side of the carriage, and she's out. <laughs> you see S's set up perfectly straight with his eyes completely open, but... You haven't seen them blink for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> That's terrifying. I look to our, our handler, Z- Zenobia. Yeah. Um, I look to see how she's doing. Vampires don't sleep. Oh. We just like, exist. We also don't die or breathe. You don't need to breathe. No. Well, you need to eat. Mm, uh, irregularly. Only, like, once every week or two. Oh. Well, if you get peckish, I'll do have snacks. Um, hmm. Thanks for the offer. Her eyes kind of light up and glisten as she, like, looks at you directly. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have, like, some apples. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not on the menu. I'm married. Well, uh, it looks like everybody's kind of clonking out for the night. Um, I suppose you stay up and uh, keep watch. Make sure nothing attacks the carriage. Yeah, I'm, I'm the handler. Squeakers is outside, though. Who's Squeakers? He's, he's Squeakers. Is that an animal or? Yeah. Kind of weird if I named a person Squeakers, wouldn't it? Well, I don't judge. Um, is that one of the horses? No, it's me, Jeroboam. Jeroboam? Yeah, they're kind of like mice, but they hop on their back two legs and they have really long tails. Oh, oh, yeah, I know what those are. I, um, can I pers- 
perception. Well, I don't know if it'd be a perception. Do I think that I can hang a hammock in here? Um, like, probably, like, the space is big enough for it. Uh, you'd have to, like, fasten it on something, but there doesn't, nothing in here seems weight-bearing. There's the, the rungs which the curtains are hung from, but nothing seems like it's meant to, like, hang a person's worth of weight on so you'd have to like nail the hammock into the carriage but i mean the bench you're sitting on is cushioned and quite comfortable uh greg will get out blankets um i have five extra blankets sure i will place one very gently on grundle and you see he kind of rolls with it and begins to chew on the corner (laughs) note to self get more blankets and i We'll put one very gently on Odette. Mm, thank you. Thank and uh, he goes to put one on S. He's just kind of weirded out that S is just dead-eyed staring at him. Get in the uh, bed. I don't know if you're awake. Um, I don't know. I have a blank. But just let me know if you need it. His but face see, seems I'm, unchanging as you say that. I'm just going to put it here for you. And uh, Greg will put it on his lap at he, as a... Uh, you said that as is like sitting straight up. Yeah, he's he's sitting perfectly straight with his hands on his la- on his lap. Uh, as you go to place it on like his lap where his hands are, his eyes don't open and nothing about his face changes. But you see his hand like snap up and grab the blanket almost like reflexively. <laughs> oh. And he's like really firmly grasping it and not letting it go. <laughs> Greg will let go. Well, I was uh, just making sure you stay warm. And he's just now frozen there, rigidly straight, open eyes, emotionless face, just holding a blanket in midair. Well, it's covering your it, it's covering your lap, so that's I guess that's. Huh. Um, I will sit back on my side of the carriage and try to get comfy. Odette completely shifts from her one side and then just like falls onto Zenovia, either in her lap or just against her. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's there. <laughs> that that exists now. That exists now. Yes, this is the world I live in. I really drew this in a short straw, didn't I? We got intimate. Well, um, I'm gonna try and uh, catch some Z's myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, good night. Yep. Um, Greg will try to get comfy with uh, with Jerry and uh, try and get some sleep. Sure. Uh, and you're able to do so as there's ample space on this carriage. And again. As the carriage is like 10 by 10, these benches are also like 10 feet long. So there's almost enough room for you to like completely lay down. So yeah, there's plenty of space. You get quite comfortable and you doze off into the evening. And the evening comes and goes as the carriage slowly rocks and rumbles through the plains. You are suddenly awoken, though, as Zenobia exclaims, Oops, looks like we're here, folks. (laughs) Well, uh, this is where I leave. What time um, of day is it? What time of day is it? Did she wake us up with that? Uh, yeah. And you, it was, you are all awoken as she kind of like opens the door and like jumps out of the carriage. Hmm. Oh, oh. Well, hope you have anything in order. You guys didn't really ask me very many questions about the place or anything, so I hope you have the best of luck finding it. Uh, I did ask you questions. You said you've never been there before. Are we here? Oh yeah, we're here. It's right over that hill on that ridge over there. The mayor's name's Lupu Vasili. Uh... They were the Arankiel people. They had a big empire, suppressed the Rimadol nation. Rimadol's rebelled, were wiped out. Oh, wait, I have a question. So she just kind of leapt out. Was, yep. and she's just standing in the grass. It's like 
broad daylight now. The wagon stopped, and it is broad daylight out, and she's kind of just standing in the plains, slowly walking backwards, shouting all this information at you. Okay. Yeah, so Odette's head was probably still in her lap, so when she oh, jumped yeah. out... Your Odette, head just plumped. No, she she basically just fell on the floor, because she was putting a lot of weight on her, so she's like, uh, the, the Lupin, the first thing... To, yeah, the, Lupus Vasily, Arankel Nation, Rimadol people, everyone died, and then you have Anak kind of wiped out the rebellion, and then these people have kind of been here, and then they turned into werewolves, and we hunted them down, and they all died. Oh, did anybody else catch any of the... Oh, you see, too early for me. You see Greg furiously scribbling in his journal. With a C or an S. Yeah, I gotta go before the werewolves find out I'm here and like tear me to shreds. So bye guys. Uh, okay. Besides. Uh, oh gosh, I heard something about Lupin the Third. Squeakers. Don't we reyuck out the summary? And then there was like murder everywhere. And we're supposed to kill the werewolves, right? No, no. Do you remember what a plan of action is? Uh, Rachel, roll a perception check for Greg real quick. Um, I will step out of the carriage with Jerry, by the way. Oh, that's fine. Zenobia just called for squeakers and is kind of walking out into the plains. Would Odette care to look in that direction at all, or is she more, like, taking at her surroundings with the immediate carriage? She's just kind of sitting up and slowly, like, trying to roll-ish oh. her way out of the oh. wagon. Okay. And she, like, mumbles in Spanish. Dios mío, es demasiado pronto para esto. 31 perception. So, Odette, outside you hear a alert. Thump. What is going on? Do I see anything? And Greg, as you are hearing this, you also have the visual aid uh, accompanying it, which is Zenobia mentioned that she had a Jeroboam named Squeakers, but this is a horse sized Jeroboam with saddle, which she kind of just hops on and is now just hopping her way across the plains on, like a giant kangaroo. Well, that was definitely unexpected. Greg will uh, clap his hands very loudly. All right, people. It's uh, it's time to get up. We're here, apparently. Um, and yeah, what? she's yeah. Well, it was the most thing four days. That was like an evening. What's going on? Magic carriage. Oh. I don't trust magic carriages. They mess with my concept of this time-space distortion. I cannot do uh, my back. Ugh. All right. She steps out from the actual carriage at this point. Greg made sure to take all the blankets from everybody. Um, even the slightly chewed and drooled on one. You notice as, um, as he literally just stands up and looks at his hand for a moment. He looks a little confused. And he looks at you collecting all of them and he, he hands it back to you. And he kind of like rubs his forearm if it's sore from clutching something for like six hours straight. Greg just gives a very warm smile. All right, it's time to get uh, intimate. Oh, wait, no, we're done with being intimate. It's I mean, maybe if, if we get intimate with the people we're trying to be diplomatic with, they might be more convinced by our proposition. We'll oh. call that um, plan I. We're going with plan A first, which is just um, talking to them, trying to see what the situation whoa, is. Whoa, 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 I'm just saying we have... G for Grundle and whatever O was for Odette. Wouldn't this be plan S for seduction? Oh, I... Wait, seduction? Yeah, you said you wanted to get intimate with them. What did... No, being intimate means you'll be close to people. Well, um, you will have plenty of time to do whatever you want after we solve the, um, situation. Greg will start walking in the direction he was told that the town was, and, um, 
We'll motion for his compatriots to follow along. As you all exit the carriage, you find that it is kind of just sitting in the middle of this tall grass plain. You're right before at the bottom of a hill which stands before you, and there's a tree line encircling the entirety of the plain. You can see that the forest seems closer to you from the north, and further off into the south, you can barely distinguish the trees off in the distance. Further on to the northwest, you can see the mountains kind of behind you. Presumably, that is the direction of Castle Rimidol. Though, the thing that is most noticeable, above all else, is not the sights, but the sound breaking the silence. Not wind, nor wave, but sheep. The bleeding of an indistinguishable mass of sheep. Perhaps Jerry can find a woman here. He is still a baby goat. I don't think he needs to be finding anybody. Don't goats grow really quickly? Um, not miniature goats. Uh, depends on the goat. And, uh, even if they do grow quickly, they don't really grow very large. But Jerry is a baby goat. Yeah, I don't think he... Uh, judging from his size, if he was a regular goat, uh, he'd be around mm, three or four months old. But he's, uh, I don't know what primitive goat so he is pretty much as old as we've been in a game. That makes sense, I guess. Well, I did get him within the first mm, one or two weeks. Either way, remember, Odette. What is it? Do not mention that I was the one that killed the wolf until it's explicitly said that that's okay to mention, okay? So it has to be explicitly said yes. that you're the one that killed the wolf. Yes, and otherwise don't say it. If you say it, I'm sure it'll make your legendary ver- hero uh, very upset. So I have to say that you explicitly don't say it. Uh, do, 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 do. You keep your mouth shut, remember? Think your outside thoughts on the inside. But what if I... Okay, so... <laughs> So, should I not say what I want to say right now? That depends on what you want to say. Okay, I'll keep it to myself. Good job. And if you really need to say it, message it. Because NPCs cannot see messages, okay? Alright? Good? She looks at you blankly. Outside thoughts on the inside. S looks at you and nods. Yeah, see? Your leg- that's what your legendary hero does. And he gives you a thumbs up. Yeah, you can do it. The legendary hero you want to see in the world. Odette is just staring at you. Good job. So we gotta do something about all these sheep. I keep hearing them and I don't see any. And that has me very concerned. I'm not too worried about the sheep. Really? Because I don't know. I'm sure there are plenty of diseases we could get transferred by it from animals to humans. And if we're around this many invisible sheep, we could be getting something crazy like staph infection right now. <gasps> Odette raises a finger as if to say something. And then she doesn't. You're allowed to speak, just make sure you think about what you say before you say it. And don't mention the things that we've said not to say. Yes. So if you want to talk about the sheep, you can talk about the sheep. She's thinking very hard. This is very difficult because I already have to think to translate to English. Oh, I have to think more? I don't like thinking. That's how your legendary hero does it. Good for him. He is the legendary hero, as he should do. As you approach the direction of the town that Zenobia kind of pointed at, you begin to crest the hill. And I would say that the town is unveiled before you, but really, all you see is sheep for, like, a solid mile. Like, as far as the eye can see for a mile straight, there is nothing but a sea of white wool. Oh, 
was told this is where the town should be. I wonder if all the townspeople got turned in the sheep. Oh, well, that would solve the problem. But, I mean, I don't... Sheep can't really riot very effectively, I gotta say. Uh, you... You obviously, uh... have no idea what farm life is like. Anything can riot. Anything. Past this, you are able to vaguely see the definition of a coastal city with fewer than five dozen houses off in the distance. It seems like it's a good two or three miles away. But the vast majority of the land here is actually dedicated to the rolling fields of wheat and the fenced-in pastures of sheep, both of which seem to go on ceaselessly until they reach near the edge of the forest, where, right before which, everything seems to stop. This is some interesting uh, structural design for a town. They also uh, they obviously think livestock are very important. Uh, I see all these sheep. Uh, I, uh, Greg looks specifically for any shepherds. Uh, roll a perception check. 28. As you approach the town, you're kind of having to push through sheep and all of these white woolen coats, but you get an unnerving feeling as if you're being watched, but you don't see anything other than sheep. No shepherds or people anywhere. Hmm. Curious. Uh, usually when you have this much livestock, you have at least four or five shepherds trying to, you know, keep count of the sheep, make sure none of them run off, um, uh, hmm. Can Odette make a perception check to see if she spots anybody hidden? Sure. A 23 on my perception. Again, you aren't able to really see anything that stands out. Everything here looks like sheep. Odette thinks to Indiana. But you feel an unnerving presence as if you are being observed and almost judged. Well, I don't know if you guys feel that chill down your spine, but it does feel like we're being watched. Odette thinks to Indiana. Do you see anybody? I don't know about you, but I haven't felt this judged since I was in a Catholic church. So, uh, something's definitely awry with these sheep. And I don't mean the grain that they're eating, even though that could be rye. The perception is a six. Looks like wheat. Ah, uh, no, I don't, I don't see anything. Everything looks like sheep. Hmm, Indiana, she's thinking to him. It is so lonely to not be able to talk. Well, you're talking to me right now. Yes, but I can't talk to a legendary hero. Uh, he doesn't really talk to him. You could just message him and it would be just as effective. Mm, but that is more movement. I mean, I suppose, but I mean, I, do you need really both of your hands? I guess we are swimming through the sheep. I'm kind of fluttering above them. That is true. Greg is inspecting the sheep. Oh, nice healthy coat on you. Oh, someone's been keeping their ears clean. Their, their wool does actually seem to be coming in, and a lot of them have full coats, but all of them seem well-fed and well-taken care of and well-watched. Odette thinks to Indiana. But if I can't talk, should I just keep it to myself that Greg is a hole in his butt? In his pants, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. I mean, you wouldn't want to, like, mess up his mojo. What if he gets self-conscious about it? But it's, like, right there on his right side. But I understand. I mean, it's probably Jerry, but I, I mean... It is so big, though. It I mean, wonder if the sheep could have ate it a little larger. You know what, you I right. wonder if the sheep are eating our clothes as they walk through them. You're right. This is the time when I should keep my thought to myself. Does Greg actually have a hole, or does she think she see one? These things. I've now changed the entire story and outline based off of this meme because of what the dice have told me. Um, all of you are noticing that 
there are patches of your clothes which have holes in them and as the sheep are grazing uh they're not only eating the grass but they're kind of eating the bottoms of your pants as well uh, oh my gosh it's like being around a bunch of jerrys <laughs> you made you spoke this into existence it is a good thing these aren't my nice clothes or even my casual clothes. These are kind of like my bunny clothes. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I like to go on all diplomatic missions on. I normally like to honestly wear my swimming trunks because you never know what kind of situation you're going to end up in. Well, um, Palace gave us... Well, I actually... Ooh, I don't know if they gave us them. But there was nice clothes in the rooms that they gave us. I have those, I have my regular clothes, and then I have these that we were traveling in. So my traveling clothes. They're comfortable, easy to move in. Uh, I think we should pick up our pace if we can, because if it, um, I don't want to show up to the uh, to the city, uh, city village. I, I don't really want to show up naked. After about three more minutes of pushing through all of these sheep, you actually reach a spot where there seems to be a line of space where there are no sheep and you've been having to constantly push through and like move sheep out of the way to make space but coming across it there is an entire dirt road which none of the sheep are touching hmm. and it seems like there's a straight path on to the town from here well that was an endeavor ah road at last odette gives a thumbs up and nods s gives a thumbs up and nods oh my gosh are those your holy robes, Odette? Odette thinks to Indiana. Get it? I should probably still keep the butthole to it myself, but still, I'm still thinking about it. Well, I don't know if you guys want to get changed. Um, I, I was planning on changing in the carriage before we got there. And maybe my, in an in heaven or an in... Either way, um, Odette, don't look at me for the next minute. Odette looks around frantically, now understanding how S lives his life, and it is horrifying. Um, Greg will uh, change into, I guess, better-looking clothes. Odette sends a message to Greg. Why are you stripping down in the middle of town? Oh, I told you not, we're not in the middle of town. Also, oh, this is not... what kind of place it is, and Grundle just takes off all of his clothes. <laughs> no, 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 Grundle, you still need clothes. Still need clothes, Grundle. Wait, okay, so it's, I... It's a part of the... Culture, wear clothes. Grundle, please. Please. Grundle. 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 All right, fine. Thank you. You see, he puts on assless chaps. Oh, my God. Well, I figured I could match you. My pants don't have a hole. Well, uh, the other pants definitely had a hole. And these pants are unholy. I mean. It's it's fine. Don't worry. This one comes with a self-installed flap. And he kind of pulls it down and buttons it. Oh, I suppose there's uh, is that helpful for going to the bathroom? Oh, absolutely. That's also why this one has an adjustable cock. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, um, was Odette looking? A hundred percent. She gives uh, a thumbs up. Grundle gives a thumbs up. And S just covers his eyes and shakes his head. All right. Well, I'm glad I still have my knickers in touch. That's for sure. Um, all right. Uh, do we want to get going? Seems like we're pretty close. All right, might as well. And off in the distance, as you mentioned this, there is in fact a tall cylindrical building and a windmill next to it, not too far from you. Surrounding that area, there seems to be a few small cottages and one large multi-storied building. And you begin walking further towards the hamlet until you take notice of a lone individual approaching you. It is the first person you've seen for miles. Odette makes a... Oh! 
And then she yes. puts her hand back down and just is quiet. I, I see the person. Dignified okay. and sad. You, you are allowed to speak. Just you got to think about what you're saying. There but. are two modes to Odette. I speak or I am silent. Whichever one you want is what you will get. It is too hard for me to be silent. We'll go with S mode then. Um, you can you can do it. <clears throat> I'll give you some gold afterwards. I as don't a reward. want your money. I want to be a dog. You can use the money to buy goods and magical items. No, I don't want your money. As you're having this conversation, walking barefoot, approaching you on the dirt road, you make notice there is a middle-aged man with a long brown braided beard, tawny tanned skin, and his head wrapped in white cloth, and he's wearing a very long matching white robe, and his arms are kind of folded in his sleeves as he's walking towards you. Uh... Remember, if you want to say something, you can message it as well, if you really want to say it. All I hear in my head is you constantly groaning. Can you just spit it out so I can know at least? She thinks to Indiana. Wait, there's a way around this, Indiana. You speak for me. I don't know if anyone speaks draconic. Mm, that is true. But we might as well. But what do you like me to relay? Okay, you are going to tell them, oh my god, that man is a priest. Indiana speaks up. And kind of like flaps his wings as he's perched on the shoulder of it. Oh my gosh, that man is a priest! And Indiana just kind of curls around and coils around Odette's neck. I'm not doing that again. It is very embarrassing. I feel like they're going to judge me for my accent. Greg will uh, give a friendly wave to the person approaching. Am I allowed to wave with the... You can't really wave, but the, the person seems to be approaching you quite cordially, and in fact nods as you gesture towards him. Greetings, travelers. What brings you to our humble homestead? Uh, I was told that we thought. I was told I can't talk. Ah, I don't know what free. to say. You are free to speak as you wish, as you are among friends. Oh, I was told if I say anything, I would be punished. You're not gonna be punished. I just said we think about our. Our words before we say them. Punishment was implied. I don't think I have that authority. You'll be rewarded if you do good. Greg will turn to the man. Hi, my name is Greg. We're here kind of visiting. We're uh, adventurers. And um, if you have any troubles, just let us... Okay, uh, basically we're here because we were sent here to help with the situation. Odette is making a very weird face, struggling very hard not to say anything. The man seems to be making direct eye contact with all of you for almost an uncomfortably long time, and he has a smile on his face the entirety of it. There has been no problem here whatsoever. All is calm, and he gestures around, and you notice that the village seems fine, the sheep seem fine, and this man's perfectly calm. Sense motive, I request. I will also sense motive, as Greg has reason to believe that this is not true. Sure. Yes, his name is Greg Shore. 22 on my sense motive. (laughs) 29. Based off of his sincere tone and the very evident surroundings, everything seems to be fine here. You don't see any screaming or shouting or blood and riding in the streets. Do still hear the howling? You haven't heard howling at all since... You've been here. The only thing you've heard is the bleeding of sheep, but that would make sense seeing as there are literally like thousands of sheep around you, but everything seems all right. Um, 
So everything's fine? Everything has always been fine in Lunka. Oh, well, I'm Break. This is my party. Odette, you can introduce yourself if you'd like to. <laughs> Am I really allowed to? Yes, you're allowed to introduce yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can even introduce your dragon too if you want. It's just a dragon. What is wrong with you? Goodness gracious. She reminds me of that frequently I am not a real dragon. Anyway, um, if there's nothing for us to uh, help you with, then uh, I guess we'll just be uh, sightseeing. I'm so confused and angry now. I will say, we do not get many uh, visitors in our towns, but oh. please do as you wish. Okay. By the way, my name was uh, Craig. What's your name? I am Mayor Lupo Vasili. Oh, you're the mayor. Oh, you're the guy they told us about. Yeah, the mayor. He kind of tilts his head at that statement and looks at you. Greg will speak up. Well, we were told that um, probably the leader of this town, or mayor, diplomat, is uh, Mr. Lupus Vazile. Well, I'm, I'm honored that you came to uh, meet us personally. You know, Lupo is a very interesting name. It almost reminds me of Lupin, like a wolf. She leers at him. Indeed, pardon the choice of venue and the lack of hospitality, but due to the given circumstances, a number of my followers were dubious of your extended entry into our fold. Hence why I'm meeting you on the road. Interesting. Well, I apologize if I made anybody uncomfortable. Is it okay to go into the town? If you would like to rest, collect yourselves, and prepare before any... Delegation, then you will be provided a secure residence on the outskirts of our residencies by the southwest side of the town. Mm, it is quite interesting that you have this many sheep, perhaps to feed a pack of wolves. Wolves definitely uh, tend to favor sheep, but uh, sheep have many, many other agricultural um, benefits. They're wool um, and wolves. Well, I mean... They can attract wolves, but... Craig, I'm so sorry. This is so difficult. I can't do it. You're allowed to speak. I apologize if uh, uh, we caused anyone any discomfort. Definitely wasn't our intention. But there are so many thoughts running through my head, and I just want to be out front with it and be like, we're looking for the werewolves of the Lunga village in order to solve the problem that the vampires are having with the werewolves. You know, that kind of stuff. Oh. She covers her mouth after that. It's going to ease into that. But, um, yeah, basically. Well, you are free to say as you wish, as you wish here in Lunka. And bring with me any of your concerns. I will be the one you will be delegating with. And you may find me now and we can address them or you may find me later. Well, find you now. Uh, uh, we can walk and talk, maybe. Mm, but that will be going into the layer of the danger. Um, it's kind of rude to just assume that people are dangerous, though you should be aware of stranger danger. That is how I stayed alive. Greg is just confused and he decides to drop it. If you would, we could at least move off of the road. And it seems as if he kind of turns away from you and begins walking into the sheep. Uh, into the sheep? Into the sheep. Is where from where we came from, or...? No, he's not walking to the direction that you came from. He's actually kind of walking closer to town, slightly. I will follow after his path and try to continue some friendly conversation. 
Odette will stick where S is. S goes to follow. Mm, She'll be right behind him. Being very leery and wary about the situation. I also agree. I would never trust the man with this many sheep. I know, right? It is like they are just saying, hey, wolves, come and eat our sheep. Greg hears this, rolls his eyes. I would like to talk to the mayor more. Uh, Ask away. He's been quite cordial. So, uh, you're the the mayor? Uh, Yes. Uh, The people have appointed me uh, to make some of the uh, larger political decisions. Oh, an elected official. Uh, Well, you must be very respected in the town for them to give you that position. Can I say that with diplomacy? Uh, He seems friendly towards you, for sure. I would like him to be more friendly. Uh, You can't get more friendly than friendly, but I mean... I still... I want to make sure that he's not going to hurt us. (laughs) Stranger danger. That's a 20 diplomacy. Uh, it, It seems as if his starting attitude has not changed. He seems to be talking quite cordially with you, but it's kind of hard to judge his emotions. He has a very blank face, a very observant hazel eyes, and the beard is kind of covering up his mouth, so you can't see any facial reactions. So you're like a, a diplomatic official. I oversee many things. From the common necessities of the townsfolk to the nightly census where we tally up all that we have done for the day, as well as handling any external issues. But currently you said everything is uh, going smoothly? Everything in town has always gone smoothly. We are a united and unified people. Well, that's very nice. I feel I'm in a can of worms here, but I'm going to try. Um, I don't mean to, uh, to pry, and it's definitely not meant in any disrespect, but I was wondering if, um, if the, the rumours were true. It's, it's been rumoured that this town uh, does have a population of werewolves. Nothing wrong with that. I was just curious. In fact, uh, Odette loves magical things. I do love magical things, but I don't like being out in the open. At least the castle walls were safe and secure. I can guarantee you that so long as you stay here and are cordial, no harm comes to anyone in Lunka. Oh, well, we're definitely not looking for any, uh, uncordialness. <laughs> Unless you're uncordial to us, then, then, then it's just give and take, you know. You see as he begins approaching a little bit of a clearing, and there's a little bit of an incline leading to a stony overhang, and then there is a, a tree at the edge of this overhang, and the mayor just kind of seems to sit down and rest his back on the tree and you're all kind of standing under the shade of this tree. It is a lovely tree. This is where I like to go and overlook all that there is in Lunka and I can see the growth and the progress of its people. You seem to care a lot about your people. It is the only thing worth caring about. I understand that. I'm a father of two, husband of one, and uh I do have to say, family's very important. And you guys seem like you might be like a big kind of family here. Indeed, all 127 villagers and the 5,000 head of sheep, we all live incommunicably. It's quite impressive you manage that many sheep. We have adapted and grown to our surroundings and learned the ways so that we can all live harmoniously. Oh, that's very nice. Mm, all right, well, listen. Listen here, bud. Okay, hold on. Odette, calm down. This is going to be a fine conversation. Oh, yes, I know. I, you, mm. um, ah, Mr. Lopez, 
I'm just gonna say this right now. I don't mind her. She's a bit um, um, but uh, it's not in a bad way. Uh, it's just um, you know, just keep it. Can I hear him? He's he's oh, yeah. he's. Oh, I mean, you didn't roll stealth. Yeah, fair enough. But that is very rude, Greg. Although I am very stressed in this situation, Dios mio. But I will say, you're being very deep. What is the word? These like a circle. You're going in a circle in this situation. Admit it. You are a werewolf. No? There are those of us in life who have been blessed. I see. Okay. So the blessing of the werewolf, the cursing, this stuff. Okay. All right. So, Mr. Mayor, because I don't know your name. I still don't remember it. Is it. Lupo Vasile. Lupo. Lupo. That is so weird. Who, say, who names their child Lupo? His parents. Oh, they must not have loved you very much. That's very rude, Odette. <gasps> Your parents named you Odette. No, that is my username. I cannot tell you what the intentions of my parents were, for I was separated from them at a very young age. Greg gets teary-eyed. <gasps> so you never knew your mom and dad? No, I was raised by the people of Lunka. As a number of us were separated during the tribulations as we were driven out of the country. That's so sad. Wait, which country? The nation which you had just come from. A number of us resided in the nation of Rimadol before we were cast out. When did we cross the border? Was there a sign? Technically, there you have never left the nation of Rimadol, though we here at Lundka like to think of ourselves as our own sovereign entity. Mm. Yeah, we have something like that in, uh, in the real world, too. We do? I mean, where I'm from. Yeah, it's kind of like how in the United States, like, uh, D.C. isn't really a state, but it's kind of like Bottom Maryland, but it's like the District of Columbia, but it doesn't get any rights or anything. And it's also like how nobody wants to claim New Jersey. I'm sorry, I'm only... Is that near New York City? Very close, but again, no one wants to be affiliated with it. They won't even let you make a left turn there. Okay, that is the only that is the only occasion that I really know of. I I've never really. Uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Mayor, because that's all you're going to get from me at this point, because I feel bad about your name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Quinn. So, let this get down to uh, what is it? My father says the brass tax. Yes. The tax on the press. We, we are here to solve the emotional distress of the people against the, the vampires in the situation of the deity like Anon being, uh, 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 what is the word? Slain. Unalived. Is that better than slain, really? Uh, unalived. Fred, <laughs> uh, not. One could not simply slay like Anon. Oh, I... You're right. I did it. Uh, Yes. Uh, what, did you need to say something, Greg? I was just going to offer my condolences as well. Fret not. All that has transpired is an avatar of the deity is no longer with us, which means its spiritual essence needs to find a new host. Oh! Why do I feel like there is going to be some kind of, like, cult ritual in-game? That sounds so cult-like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, the spirit needs a new host. It's like one of those horror movies, like La Rorona. Um, it depends mm-hmm. what you consider a cult. I mean, there's many religious 
Well, typically when you're like, oh, our deity needs a new body, what they do is they take a, they take a sacrifice and they kill the sacrifice, and they're like, oh, please take this body of the sacrifice. Oh, and that's how it took off. Logically, it doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't the body need to be alive? Not necessarily. A deity could probably take over anybody. Either way. <laughs> anybody. Oh, uh-huh. I get the job uh-huh. now. Good job. Basically, we were here to make sure that uh, you guys were okay and that, you know, everything was running smoothly. Everything here is as it should be, except for the few complaints that we have always had with the nation of Rimadal, which, if they were to help us with our problems, we would be able to help them with theirs. Uh, what problems would those be? From my understanding, since the passing of the Avatar of Lycanon, the Rimadolf nation has been having problems with those who are unquelled and frenzied. We can advise on that matter if they meet our agreements. And uh, what would those agreements be? First and foremost, as I have stated, we would require that our town and people of Lundka be recognized as an independent and sovereign state completely outside the control, the jurisdiction, and any influence of the Rimadolf nation. Eh, that's a tall order, but it's understandable considering everything. Well, I mean, if you're out here in the middle of nowhere, I don't see any problem. All of the people who are currently being held captive in the Rimadolf nation are to be released into this newly founded sovereignty of Lundka. Your people captured? They're probably the feeders, you know, like in vampire lore where they keep a group of people that they feed off of constantly. Probably something like that. Wait, wait, That's wait, awful. wait. What did I just say? Oh, we could have been kept captive and then they could have dried us of our blood. Oh, they, yes. they did keep us captive. We were in prison. Hmm. You were the one that got us there. No, it wasn't me. It was you. You got us there. Don't blame me for our problems. Seeing as you have also experienced the injustice of such a tyrannical rule, I hope you will have sympathy towards our plea. Oh, definitely too. That seems just awful. Although I do think that the Rimidolves can be reasoned with. The, the Queen seemed uh, quite intelligent, so I'm certain if we come and uh, we can act as kind of like messenger couriers... I'm pretty sure they were they were worried that you guys were going to start some revolt or some war. But I don't think you're after war, are you? All we want is for our people to be reunited and to have a peaceful regathering of our religious practices. I would say uh, probably in order for this to happen, you, seeing as you're the mayor, you'd probably have to sign some sort of treaty. Precisely. As long as the terms are agreed to of the sovereignty of Lundka and my people who are held captive are released back to us, there will be an agreement of any ceasefire, for there would be no need for any violence. From my understanding, it is these captives of my people who were stirred into a frenzy after hearing their deity had fallen. Those individuals are those that are causing the problem within the Rimadolf nation, if the Rimadolf nation were to free these people to us, there would be no cause for violence anymore. Why are we here if the problem is back at the castle? I don't know if the problem's at the castle, problems with the Rimadolves. I don't think they want war either. I'm pretty sure that's why they sent us. They're just trying to avoid it. 
Hmm, wait a second. Hold on. I have a quick... Wait, wait. This is the perfect opportunity. Okay, so... Uh, she gets excited like this sometimes. It's okay. She has this really intense thought, thinking back to what Lycanon might have been after in regards to the man that they had taken. I have a question for you. Do you know... Wait, what did he call? Hold on. She flips back through her book. Like me, the player. Again, she just gets very excited about things. If you let her run her course, she'll eventually burn herself out. Do you know a man named Storm Chaser? He's kind of got like long whitish hair. And he's kind of like handsome, unconscious at one point. But Lycanon was after him. The ways of the gods are not for me to question. Can I talk to the gods? The gods are all around us. You experience them. You are always in communication with them. Oh, we did definitely experience Lycanon. He was very mean. To those that oppose him and do not submit, he may seem that way. But to those who enter his fold, he is a protective deity of strength. Unity. So can you ask him what he wanted with the guy? This is very important for us to get out of this game. I know not what game you play or the motivations of higher powers. All I can tell you is that Lycanon wanted the subversion of oppression and the unification of his people. Perhaps whatever that was which he was seeking to be after would bring him closer to the resolution of his goal. Hmm. That is why him dying was very important. It probably brought him closer to his goal. Uh, maybe. Uh, either way, if this is uh, to seek conflict resolution, I'm pretty sure we can work something out. We've already posed many treaties to the nation of Rimadolv. Perhaps you shall find more success. And he reaches into his cloak and out of his sleeve, he pulls out a rolled piece of parchment. And you unfurl it to see that it is a well-detailed and oriented document with all of the demands and terms of a treaty between two separate sovereign nations. The only thing that you notice that he had not already previously stated to you, but at the end it mentions that direction and guaranteed unintruded passage to the location and origin of the religious figure Lycanon would be provided. What's this uh, last thing here? What's uh, where? Where is that located? From our understanding, when the separation of our lineage occurred, as my people were fleeing the nation Rimadolv, they headed north to the Queen's Garden. They experienced a scenario unknown to them, a transitioning from location. They described it as if moving through a thin translucent veil and entering into a world of white snow. A giant forest in which they came to and humbled themselves before Lycanon. Oh, that is interesting. That's probably floor 15. From our understanding, where this occurred was somewhere in the Queen's Garden. Oh, I actually know exactly what you're talking about. So wait, why don't you just leave through the garden and then you just don't come back and worry about this land? Uh, because this is the land and... Um, but if your god is on the floor 15... We would be happy to move and transition there if a hospitable location can be found, but moving an entire settlement is not something which can be done overnight. No, you're right. It is super cold there. Honestly, probably not the best place to move. You'd probably starve to death or you'd have to eat each other. 
So, something in such as a pilgrimage would probably be put in order so that we could visit the holy site on specific religious occasions. Oh, that could probably be managed in... Greg, why are you looking at me? Did I say something wrong again? Oh, no, I was just kind of thinking. I'm trying to make sure that we can, uh, you know, do this. It seems very possible because both sides seem to want some resolution without any... Um, Conflict. Ah, but wait. You know how every story goes in a fairy tale? Is what happens is everybody is happy, but then there's that one guy who messes everything up. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one guy that messes everything up. It's not going to be me, I think. Could, could, could be a girl, could be a guy. Could be anybody. I wonder, is there anybody in your town that wants the destruction of the vampires? And would sabotage any plans or plots that we have? That's actually a good question. See, I told you, knowing your fairy tales and fantasy stories is important, but that's why we have the legendary hero with us who can solve all the problems. Through much reflection and mourning, the citizens of Lunka have healed their wounds. Many only seek for peace and to be reunited with their families. However, I cannot say that the same may be true for those who have been held captive all this time. As long as the captives are released to my possession and are then in my fold, I am sure that I can convince them and prevent any further disruption. But again, this would be completely contingent on all conditions in that document being met. I'm sure the uh, vampires, the Rimidolves, they're probably going to have some conditions as well. Also, uh, how much land does Lunka take up? Because they're probably going to want to know, you know, land disputes, where's the border type thing. Uh, Lunka is, including the plains and the forests and the coastline we inhabit, roughly 10,000 acres. Oh, that's not that much. I don't know how big an acre is. Uh, how many kilometers are we talking here? It's basically not not that much land. It is roughly 40 square kilometers. Excellent. See, NPCs have calculators in their brains. Do you know of any way of uh, communicating with you in a more timely fashion? I don't think I can convince you to come with us, because, I mean, you're the mayor, you got a town to run, you know? Why wouldn't you just bring the leaders to meet? You don't bring the, the little guy to be like, oh, hey, don't kill our people, but they're just peasants, so you kill the peasants anyway. Ah, uh, because so leaders have leading to do. You can't just up and leave. That's not true. Leaders can go and do things. Actually, going to... What is the word? Di- diplom... Diplomacy. Diplomatic... Relations involves the discussion between the leaders. Yes, through diplomats. Wait, we're diplomats. Yeah. I don't know. I recall something about uh, Trump going to North Korea and partying it up. Oh, wait. Mayor, do you want to come with us to North Korea and party it up? I believe that the treaties that I handed you is very well formulated and very fair and in the interest of both parties. If something is not ideal to the queen of the nation, she can meet me in the fields here. I will set up a pavilion and we can convene in one week's time. Oh, so you'll get intimate with her. Got it. Not okay. She doesn't understand what intimate means. How does he react to that? (laughs) This man has not changed his facial expressions whatsoever. He hasn't let on joy or sorrow or concern. He seems completely blank-faced. 
You know, life must be very boring around here. You don't even have a single smile in your eyes. Again, rude. Here in Lundka, all is as it should be. That is a very scary statement. I don't like that. I am sure that you are all exhausted from your very long journey. If you would like, we have a room prepared for you. You can stay the evening before returning with the treaties. Yeah, I think that'll be uh, I think that'll be fine. Uh, and I'll let the queen know that if she has any uh, rebuttal, that you'll you'll be open to meet her here in a week's time. Don't worry, Mr. Mayor. I'll find a way to release you from this emotional. I, what is the word? This trap hole that you're in. We will find your joy. I apologize for her lack of tact on 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 her behalf. I I'm sorry. The mayor somewhat nods and just stands up and begins walking towards the southeast section of the village. I assume uh, we're going to uh, where we're staying for the evening. I sure hope so. I mean, I can only gather sheep spit for so long. I uh, oh. That. Oh, that's a lot of sheep spit. Oh, it's a gallon jug. It's only half full, Grundle. I'm very disappointed. Well, I mean, listen, you can only milk them for so long. You, you start, like, squeezing their tongues to get them to salivate and everything, but then your hands get all slimy and you try wiping them off. How about we rest up for the evening and uh, head back in the morning? It seems like this is a very diplomatic uh, mission. Yeah. Following the mayor, you do reach the outskirts of this small town, and as I mentioned, you notice that there are only about five dozen buildings, and you are led to one small wooden cottage on the outskirts of such. As he opens the wooden door, uh, you notice that it is a quaint room, just one room with a fireplace in the center, and there are five beds. There's one bed opposing the door entranceway, and there are two on either side, your right and your left. Beside each bed, there is a nightstand with candle and drawer, and above each bed, there seems to be a framed painting depicting a scene. But with that, the mayor gestures and says, Here is where you may stay for the evening. Hopefully you will rest well and be on your journey in the morning. Oh, absolutely. We can't waste any time with important matters like this. So he takes his leave. Mr. Mayor, I I did have one more question. He seems to be walking away but pauses. It doesn't turn around, though. I was wondering if, uh, how, how exactly did you send the treaties in the past? Did you send them through, uh, one of your people? And if so, did that person ever return? We indeed have sent many envoys, and yet none have ever returned. And with that, he continues to walk away. Odette sends us a quick message. Is, is something off here, or is it just me? These paintings whack. Uh, can I perception the painting? So, you all uh, enter into the room, the door closes once again and latches behind you, and then you look above each bed, where it seems that it's kind of working from left to right in a specific order. Above the first bed, there is a painting of a happy union between two men, each in different clothing, and behind each of them, two armies in different colored armor. On the left-hand side, there is a pale man in red robes in front of an army in black armor. And on the right side, there is a tan-skinned individual in gold robes in front of an army in tan armor. The next portrait is an ominous one with a tall, thin, pale creature with long nails, red eyes, and sharp teeth in the background, 
seeming to pursue terrified individuals through a dark forest. The third is an installment of a small band of weary travelers trudging through the snow, but they seem to fall on their knees and bow before a dark silhouette in a forest while the entire scene is lit by moonlight. The fourth changes tone again and harkens back eerily with another thin pale figure with long claws and fangs. This pale gangly humanoid almost seems to whip weary travelers through the mountain pass. And the last one is of a small seaside hamlet from the viewpoint of someone atop a hill. There are large pastures of sheep, large fields of wheat, and a large silo and a house in the middle of the town. Do I recognize this as the view that was under the tree? It seems almost identical to the view that you had of Lunka. Hmm. This looks like it is the story between Remedov and the Blupin thingies, the wolves. It is literally just history. A Greg will poke one of the paintings. It jostles slightly as its wooden frame clatters against the wooden wall of the cottage. Hmm. I don't seem to be magical. Well, don't you remember that apparently there were invaders from, like, some other country that came in, and that is what the Remedolves had to drive out, and then now the werewolves are like, oh my gosh, we were terrified and tormented for years. Don't these stories not make sense? They're not adding up. Both of them are like, oh, these people are invaders. We must get rid of them. Yeah. I don't know, I never paid attention in history class, and honestly, the only thing I ever heard about the vampires was kind of blabbered about by Zenovia at like 9 in the morning as she was walking away and hopped on a giant mouse. So, I don't know, really know both sides of the story. Hmm, both sides. Neither side is necessarily clean, like Draken said. So, somebody is being lied to, and I think they're being both controlled by evil spirits. That's probably what is happening, because after all, this is almost like a fairy tale. Well, my theory, a little bit more logical, is that there's misunderstandings on both sides. And that through the translation of history, things have got kind of warped and misunderstood. I mean, that could be possible, but also, Greg, we're in the game. History can be very boring. Fantasy, very interesting. Well, I'm just trying to make it out alive, okay? That is true. That is fine. But we have our legendary hero here. So, legendary hero. You see his S is currently holding a bowl of soup. I'm not going to ask where you got that because, honestly, I would want it. Uh, besides he that... He just points to the door in front of the cottage. Don't eat this soup. What if it is poison? She smacks it out of his hands. It's not. Well, then I just wasted a bowl of soup. Yeah. That's okay. Anyway, was anybody else weirded out by the fact that there was no reaction from the, the mayor, Lupin the Third? It definitely struck me as odd, but everybody has their ways of expressing things. Some people express not at all, like S, who expresses his words. As a matter of fact, you see that S is upset, and you hear him walk. For the first time ever. And he is upsetly storming his way to the front of the building and picks up another bowl of soup off a tray that was in front of the door. But you see, S at least reacted emotionally. If I was saying things to the Lu... Lu what is his name? I, uh, Lupo. Lupo. Lu Lu Lupus. 
I think it was Lupo. Lupus. Lupo. I don't know. Lupus is too on the nose. I don't think whoever designed this game will be that stupid. Nah, I don't know. Anyway, we, if, even if I said something that could have upset him, which he did not react to anything at all about us talking about killing their deity, which are like, oh, technically our deity is still alive, which is fine. But at the same time, you would still harbor some kind of emotional reaction. Like, oh my God, you were there when he died. And I'd be like, yes, we were technically. I didn't say anything, Greg. I didn't say anything. I thought about it, but I didn't. I'm pretty sure he chopped up most of what you were saying as some sort of incoherent rambling. But even if it was, wouldn't he at least react emotionally? Something in the face, something in the eyes, something in the hands. There was nothing. Sometimes, no. Especially with uh, diplomatic leaders, uh, they have to keep their emotions constantly in check. No, it was like looking at a doll, like a dead man. He had no facial reactions. That is not what the human creatures do. Maybe he's not human. That is a very good point. But okay, also... I'm not human either. I'm an elf. No, you're still human, Greg. Look at how you're reacting. I'm an elf. I don't trust something that does not have a humanized human-ish reaction or any emotion at all. That means there is something being hidden and there is something dangerous happening. I'll never asked you to trust him. Just asked you to cooperate. They talked about the possibility of trying to get a, a, a way for their god to re-inhabit. Oh my god, what if we end up being locked in here and they try to use us as the sacrifices? Well, I wholly doubt we'll be able to lock, be locked in here. This house is made of uh, wood and... Uh, I can also burrow into the ground. Can you burrow through wood? I can burrow in the ground under the wood. Can you burrow through wood? I haven't tried, but I mean, wood is tree. It's from, I can burrow through stone. I hardly doubt wood would be much of a difficulty. Hmm, I don't know. This game has very specific rules. Like, for example, you can't use resurrect unless if the person has been like killed by something that says, oh, you must have wished to resurrect this person. It's a very sad moment. I'm so sorry, Thomas. Oh. That sounds like a lot of emotional baggage that you have to unpack there, so I'm just gonna offer you this bowl of sheep spit and mutton stew. I thought I added a little bit because the consistency was a little too thick for me, so I added a little bit of my own fluids, but I figured using my own fluids would be a little bit invasive of your privacy, so I used the sheep's fluids. How thoughtful of you, Grundle. Um, Hopefully you can understand and prefer this consistency more. What time is it, by the way? It is afternoon. It actually took you a really long time to walk from the carriage to get to him because you had to walk about like two miles to get to the town. And then you had a little bit of a lengthy conversation. So it is afternoon now. I don't know about you. I'm tired. There were a lot of sheep. There was a lot of walking. You have every right to be concerned. Uh, keep your wits about you. But we're trying to be diplomatic. Not getting the fights. Not accusing people. I shaved some of the sheep hooves, and I'm going to see if I can make some glue. How did... Never mind. Oh, I'm, I bring, you don't bring your handy-dandy three-foot-long file with you everywhere? I do not. You're a loss. If you ever need to borrow mine, you'll know who to ask. I will keep that in mind. Thank you. Um, did anybody see the bowls and tray appear? I saw the door open for a moment. Huh. Interesting. Wait. They open the door and just drop things off in here? Uh, Greg will go to open the door. Does it open? The door opens. Hm. Odette runs out. All right. Okay. Stop doing 
things in the invisible section of life. I cannot tolerate this. I am absolutely annoyed and terrified all at the same time. Some people prefer their privacy. That's okay. As you've ran out now, out of the cottage into the street, all of the roads are made of dirt. Uh, you look around, but you don't see anyone. You all are like dead people. You don't do anything. You're all hidden. You are honestly, what is the point of living if you don't even go outside and say hello to your neighbor or anything? Stupid, stupid werewolves. That is very rude, and maybe they're nocturnal. But they put soup here, so obviously somebody's awake. Could be the insomniac of the group. The mayor was also awake. Okay, nocturnal. Typically, these are the vampires that are nocturnal, and the werewolves are generally only nocturnal if there's a full moon. Wait a second. I thought werewolves were always nocturnal, because it's Wait, what... when is the next full moon? I don't know. I don't know either. Yes? Oh, um, it's really weird on this floor. Every night's a full moon. Oh my god, this town is very quiet, everyone is dead, nobody is alive. We might as well just abandon these people to the werewolves since they don't want to interact with us. Did I say werewolves or vampires? Vampires! There is no response. Okay. Werewolves. I don't think you're making the situation any better. I don't think they're making it any better for me. Why should I help people? who are not interested in being friendly or showing emotions. You're freaks. You understand me? Well, you're showing emotions and that seems to be aggression. That is true. I am a very aggressive woman. Uh, my mother always said that it was my best quality because I would always get what I needed to be done. Well, we'll see how far that gets you. For me, uh, I'm generally passive. It's got me quite far. Oh, wait, if they're werewolves... Come here, werewolves. Come here. I do believe that's just a meaning. They don't have emotions, so why would it matter? Nobody reacts to anything. They do have emotions. Maybe they just don't show them as openly. Oh, wait. Maybe you're right. What if it, when, when werewolves get angry, that's when they turn into werewolves? What if they don't need the moon? Is the moon out right now? I don't know. All these questions, but not enough answers. Technically, the moon is always out. It just depends on whether you can see it based on the sun's reflection on it. But this is a game, and I'm unaware how the physics work. It is usually day and night cycle, but I don't see any moon right now, so we should be good. Um, Greg will approach Odette closer. I think we should probably just relax, and um, in the morning, we'll take this... Uh, treaty to the Rimidolves, see how they react, and uh, we can be done with this whole venture in, uh, in in two weeks' time, probably. Hopefully. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Odette will start just walking around trying to see what there is to see. You walk through the streets of Lunka, and there are buildings to be seen, but hardly ever people. And by hardly, I mean never any people. Mm. Everywhere you look, all the doors are shut and windows have their shutters or locked off entirely. You walk down this long road, there are dozens of cottages and one large house, which you could presume to be the mayor's. There's another large building in the center of town, which says the Full Moon Inn. Oh. And then off to the right, down another path, you can see it leads off towards the ocean and there does seem to be somewhat of a dock. Odette will go towards the inn, but she's murmuring to herself something along the lines of, There's no children playing in the streets. That is a very bad sign. I will note. Dead town. 
I will note that Greg did follow her. He he went with her, mainly because she's worried she's going to start something or burn somebody's houses down. Understandable. Now she's stomping through the streets very loudly, trying to at least get some kind of reaction out of something. So you approach the full moon inn, and you see that there are the parlor doors there. She slams through them. You push, and you heave, and they get... They don't move. There is there a handle? And n- <laughs> no, it seems like they should be pushed. It seems as if they've been boarded up, and there's resistance. And you notice that there's a sign next to the door. <gasps> I look at the sign. Permanently closed for business. This town is dead. There is no hope for these people. They have no hope. There are no children. Why are we bothering? Maybe because a lot of their people were imprisoned. All you hear off in the distance is the bleeding of sheep. Maybe Grundle's right and they were all turned into sheep. Maybe they're sheep wolves. Wait, wolves <laughs> in sheep's clothing? Sheep <laughs> Hmm. This is concerning. I don't understand. Is anybody else in this town? Hello? People? People of Lunka. It does seem quite eerie. I, I would just... Why don't we head back to the little cabin and uh, rest up for the evening? I'm not quite sure how we're going to get home. Or n- not really home. I- I'm not really sure how we're going to get back. Teleport. Oh, yeah. We have our crystals, so we can do that. I forgot how convenient that is. Yes. Although I don't know how Zenovia might react if we just disappear. Did she give us a timetable? I don't know if Zenovia's still watching us. She kind of went off. She uh, just said she was our handler for um, making sure we got here. Oh, <gasps> wait, we're here in Lunga. Yes. Odette opens up her map. Your map opens. It is a discovered location. We and, can teleport here. And you know that once every 24 hours, you can teleport to a discovered location. So theoretically, you could teleport back to Castle Rimendolf and then back to Lunka on the same day. Mm. Well, it is up to you what you want to do. I am concerned about the state of this town and the lack of friendliness of the people. Unless they're all just dogs, werewolves, or children who have been told to stay away from strangers. Stranger danger, that is important, I guess. Yeah, especially when uh, somebody's stomping around their streets, kind of yelling. Greg, I am a woman. I am not that scary. Honestly, I was more terrified coming here thinking we were going to be ambushed and then killed. But honestly... There are a bunch of dogs with their tails tucked between their legs. She looks around. There is still no reaction. I don't know. Maybe they're in their houses, but we're not going to check because that's breaking and entering. That's a great idea. S. He's staying at the cabin. S, where are you? Dang it. Messages S. What do you message him? S, where are the people? I don't know. Find them. Okay. Let me solve. She just brushes her hands. S has presumably gone off. I see some people in houses. What are they doing? She sends back. Uh, the women seem to be sewing, weaving wool patterns. There's mostly women and children in the houses. No men. All of their doors are shut. Windows as well. The children are playing with toys, sometimes with each other, but always in the houses. Greg. Yes. There are women and children here, but they're locked up in their houses. Again, if I saw a crazy woman in the streets yelling and screaming nonsense, I too would stay in my house. But Greg, they weren't out of their houses before I started screaming and ranting. Well, maybe they have housework to do. 
But wouldn't you see children playing outside? Maybe the kids like to play indoors. You're right. We need to go door to door. Nope. Gray will grab her wrist. Nope. No good idea. No, do not grab my wrist. She'll shake them off. Uh, I will roll a strength check. That would technically be a grapple check, and then you uh, that would be against her CMD, and then if she succeeds, you may roll Escape Artist. Hmm. So a grapple check is your dice roll plus your CMB, and if that overcomes M's character's CMD, then you have successfully grappled her, and she cannot move. Hmm. 12 plus 16 is 28. Does that bypass your CMD? 100%. Then you are grappled. You can either roll an opposed grapple check um, oh, or escape, escape artist. artist. It's going to be an escape artist. But they realize how bad it would be to barge in, knock on people's doors who are just living their lives when we're here to be peaceful diplomats. Uh, it's a 23. Do you want to upset the werewolf people? Oh, uh, what's your CMD? Uh, for 26. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> she gets very angry at Greg. Who are you to grab me? Release me right now before I well, I can't do that to you because that'd be very wrong. But release me right now. It is very rude to grab somebody by the wrist. I can kick him in the balls if you want. Oh, you we, could. I'm very glad you know that this is rude. But you know that barging into other people's houses and banging on the doors while they're just minding the business is also rude. I wasn't going to barge into their houses. If you had just waited, you would have seen that I would have walked up to the door and knocked. How dare you? She tries to pull her wrist away again. But it. I'm asking you not to cause trouble. We're here for peace. Peaceful diplomats. I don't want you causing trouble where they don't need to. Why would you need to talk to the people? What are you going to gain from that? What, how do you benefit? Something is very wrong here. Yes, we can see that. Do you want to find out what's wrong and get involved in it more than we already are? Do you want to pick a fight with the werewolf people? Honestly, that'd be more fun and would give us more XP, honestly. That, that, that is just a truth. Greg, but that is beside the point. Greg, let's go. I'll trust that you make a smart decision in this in this matter. I'm going to go back to the cabin, and I hope that you don't get into too much trouble. If you do, it's not my fault, and you are, well, basically the consequences of your own actions will catch up with you. Oh, you're one to talk. Why didn't you apply that logic to yourself earlier? So, Odette, then, with Greg having stormed off, you are no longer restrained. What do you do? She is actually very angry, and so she actually just storms off and goes down towards the docks and sits there for a good bit to cool off. While you were here, you noticed that there are no boats on these docks. There are definitely places for boats to be moored, and it seems like this is a rather large pier. It could easily hold uh, half a dozen large ships, but... There doesn't seem to be anything going on on these docks. There's no supplies or shipments going out. All there is is the sound of seabirds and the crashing of waves up against the shore. So Det will probably just sit there until the sun goes down, probably munching on some of her rations. At this point, now she's just watching for anything, any movement at all. Uh, roll a perception check. 26. You catch out of the corner of your eye that one of the buildings to your southwest, so... Uh, down the uh, shore side a little, and behind you, you could have sworn you saw a flash of movement as if someone was peeking out of a window, almost as if they were observing you. She's currently munching on the stick of jerky that she has, and she kind of, like, glances over there and thinks to Indiana. Indiana. Yes? 
Did you see that? Of course. Mm. We, we share statistics in game. That is true. But you also don't know about the game. What the heck? Do you tell me about the game all the time? Shh. You okay. tell me all the things that I probably shouldn't know. That I am a pseudo dragon. That, that you picked me as a special class trait and you aren't supposed to have me. It is okay. I still love you, Indiana. And she gives him a big hug. All right. I will go towards this window and you will see what it is. She'll just start making her way over there, but not obviously. She's going to try and bluff her way over there as if she's not moving much at all. Like, you know, like one of those every time you look away from a cat, but the cat gets closer each time. Sure, it's fine. All right. I, w- I want to do that so I can roll bluff. <laughs> I have nothing in bluff, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, it's really bad. It's like the cat that just like keeps stumbling every time it steps. Um, 12. Uh, you're stumbling closer, and as you do so, you notice that the window peeks open every so often, and it kind of makes you panic. But as you panic, the door itself seems to panic, and it like shuts very quickly. So it's very obvious that someone's trying to watch you from it. The door or the window? The, the window. So there's like a little hatch. Oh, it's a okay. wooden hatch frame. So these windows aren't glass. They're just open cutouts, but there's like a, a hinged door almost, like a small little port that opens and closes. Okay, so that will... Actually, like, but at the point that she sees it close again, she just runs up and just places her hands at the bottom of the window and puts her nose, like, hanging over the edge of it, trying to peek in a little and just waits. And then you see a creek open. <gasps> Hello, my name is Odette. And are you a child in trouble? Um, I'm the... I only be in trouble if I talk to you. It is nice to meet you. What is your name? My name's Leanna Vindrizel. That is a very nice name. It is better than uh, your mayor's thank name. You. Oh, what? Um, my mayor Vasily is very sweet. No, I'm saying his name is very silly. I mean, haven't you heard Lupo? It sounds like a loop, like a circle. Mm, I haven't thought about it very much. We, I don't, I don't call him that. I call him Mayor Vasily. I just say Mr. Mayor. Honestly, I don't know and his that name. That works too. It also works. Oh. All right. Well. I have to go back to watching, but you can go back to watching too, all right? Okay. Okay, all right. Do, do, do you have any uh, those, those meat sticks? <laughs> I do. Do you want one? Yeah. Okay, give me one second. She'll pull out one of her rations and gives it to the child, like the part of the ration. And then the door opens a little wider and you can see that it's a it's a small little girl with blonde hair and like pigtails and she's in a little green dress and she kind of just like sticks out her hand and it's a little chubby and she just grabs it and pulls it and like closes the door more so it's only a little crack and you can't see in very well she's just gnawing at it immediately are you getting enough food that is a joke question i know you are (laughs) (laughs) what's that supposed to mean mom's home she gets soon. fed, I think. I don't know. You said she was a little pud- pudgy. Mm. So, do, do you turn into a wolf at night, too? All of us in Luton are blessed. Oh, you're blessed. Okay. How does one become blessed? Oh, you're either born this way. You better. Or, um, you can ask Mayor Vasily. Oh, I see. Well, you better calm it down there, Kojo, before you uh, turn entirely. Uh, yeah, the, the season meat is really good, though. 
I'm glad it was good for you. All right, I have a question for you. Do you... Do, uh, is everybody else in this town... Do, does anybody else smile like you do? Hmm, um, yeah, why? I don't know, your mayor never smiles. He always looks so serious. Hmm, Mayor Vasily has a lot he has to deal with. I, I don't really ever see him play any games. I'm sure if he played a game, he would smile. Are you allowed to go outside? Um, yeah, but Papa said it probably wouldn't be that good of an idea because there were strangers in town today. You haven't seen any, have you? I have not seen any strangers in town. It is so strange, right? Yeah, I was really worried that there... I was told that there were mean strangers and that they kidnap children and take them under mountains and drain them of their blood. Interesting. Do you know what those strangers look like? Hmm, no, but... We see pictures of them, and they're normally known as the pale folk. The, the pale folk, right? Hmm, yeah. Or the white ones. Hmm. I see. Well, don't worry. There are no pale folks. Well, not super pale. I am... I'm actually not that bad. I've gotten a bit darker since I've been outside more, but that is beside the point. Okay. Well, Liana, I hope you have a good rest of your day, and you keep smiling, okay? I've got to go continue my watching. Okay, have fun in the town. All right, if you want to come outside and sit with me, you can just ask your madre for permission first. Uh, that wouldn't end well, but okay. Okay. I'll tell her the nice lady that talked to me by my window told me to ask. Oh, God, yes, do that. <laughs> and you hear this child just jump off from this windowsill. It seems like she's standing on some side of stool to, to be up that high, and you just hear, like, feet pitter-patter and a door open and close. Do you stay by the house? No, she'll start walking back towards the dock, meandering her way back over. Rock set, right? 27. You hear a very agitated and low-toned growl and what sounds like literal barking. It looked, it almost sounded like it was words, and then it kind of transitioned into the literal sense, and then very suddenly it stopped. And once again, there was nothing in town but the sound of the bleeding of sheep off in the distance. Hmm. This is interesting. Hmm. Odette's starting to get more suspicious. So having emotions for the werewolves could be detrimental to their their state of existence. Yes. I must report my findings after I sit at the river for a bit longer and enjoy myself. Uh, you are sitting there till it grows dark and it is evening. All right. Now that I have stood, I've eaten three of my rations, it is time to go and uh, talk with Greg. And you make your way back to the cottage where everyone is staying. Odette will slam open the door. Hello, people? Are we here? Oh, you're back. That is amazing. Did you know that I could use the sheep spit to actually make it so that there's more glue than I thought I was going to make? I have now, instead of half a gallon of sheep spit, I have two gallons of glue. That is great, Grendel. I have information for everybody here. Greg has been sewing patches in his tattered clothes. So, the children of the town, they do exist, obviously, but they are inside because they were told, oh, be careful, there are strangers in town today who will suck their blood and <laughs> something with the pale people. I, yes? I already told you there were people in town. Shh, yes, I am, I am divulging information to you, legendary hero. <laughs> but I already knew this information. 
Okay, beside the point. So, I have discovered that the werewolves, when they get overly excited or angry, they tend to go into a more feral state of being. They have a very sad existence. But essentially, they think that we are vampires. Hmm. So. And you're sure about this one? Well, I mean, the child said, I haven't, have you seen any strangers around? I said, no, I have not seen any strangers around. And she's like, oh, but you, I, they look like the pale ones. So if anybody here is super pale. Oh, that looks around. S is kind of pale. <laughs> but he, S, keep yourself covered. Yeah, you really can't tell, but like what little skin is exposed around his eyes looks really pale. So you're telling me that they were just being cautious? Because there were strangers in town? No, they were being overly cautious. I don't... This child was so pudgy. I don't think this child's been outside very often. I think they're told very often, do not go outside because there are strangers that could come and take you and drain you of your blood. That is a very terrible fear to have. The mayor said they don't get a lot of visitors around here. But the mayor also didn't, like, react at all to anything. Okay, that doesn't give his statement any less validity than it already has. That makes it impossible to tell if he is lying. Okay. Yes. I am very good at being quiet. Can you all try and do the same? I have been running around town all day and I would like to rest. That is fine. As you all begin to lay down, you notice that the bleeding of the sheep has ceased as perhaps they are laying down for the evening as well and you are getting yourself more comfortable in the bed. Grundle even lit a fire as it was getting a little chillier once the sun had set. And as you lay down, though, the only sound whatsoever you hear is the fire. Even in the middle of the summer, there's no hoot of an owl, no chirp of a cricket, no bleat of a sheep. You can't even hear the sound of the wind outside. Everything is perfectly still. And that is where we're going to end it off for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thank you, foundlings, for listening to this week's episode of Sword Art Online Odd. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, if you want to support the podcast, guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, you've been enjoying this series, etc., make sure you leave us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you're on. And feel free to share that with us on our social media accounts like Twitter and Instagram. You can tag us at RollFound, and we'd love to check them out, guys. But make sure you're also following us on those social media accounts. That way you can stay up to date with any news or announcements we have to make. Additionally, if you want to support the podcast in other ways, consider going to our website and picking up some merchandise. The website is missingroleplayerfound.com. That's missing, R-O-L-L, playerfound.com. Or consider supporting us directly through our Patreon, where you can donate to the podcast and get access to things like early releases of episodes and other bonus content. And if you guys want to hang out with us, come and join us in our Discord. That link is in the description below. We'd love to have you come and hang out with us, chat, play games, who knows? We also want to give a big thank you and shout out to Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfie, as well as Dark Fantasy Studio for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. Additionally, just in case you didn't know, we use Sirenscape to uh, put all of our music and ambiance together during our live play sessions. So make sure you go and check that out. That link is also in the description below. All right, foundlings, that's it for me. I hope you enjoy this and you'll join us again next week or next next week for another episode of Sorta Online Odd. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.